1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, stick a fork in it. It's done. My new book is heading off to the editors this week, and we will begin pre-orders on March 15th. If you go to allinthesameboatbook.com, you can sign up to be one of the few that get a discount on the pre-order. This will only be available for the first 100 people who sign up, so don't miss out. Sign up and take advantage of this special offer. I spent more than two years writing this book, which has 48 stories of my time serving in the Navy as a submarine officer and how those experiences helped me lead nine different manufacturing businesses. I guarantee this will be the most interesting leadership book you will read in 2021. Thank you all for supporting this book launch and supporting this show. As a reminder, the best way to support the show is to visit my sponsors, BottomGunCoffee.com and Eyeofthewatch.com. Both use the discount code DEEP at checkout. Well, that's it. Today, my guest is Lou Everett and Sherry McManus. They are the founders of the Lou Everett Group based here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Their expertise is leadership and leadership training. They are on the same mission I'm on, to build a world with better bosses. This was a really fun discussion with two people that just get it. I know you'll enjoy it as well. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lou Everett and Sherry McManus. Lou and Sherry run the Lou Everett Group here in Raleigh, North Carolina. They are known for their highly effective coaching, teaching, and speaking on the topic of leadership. They focus on the importance of personal growth and how it impacts a leader's influence. I'm excited to have them on the show to talk about personal growth as a leader. So Lou and Sherry, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us, John. We're excited. Yeah, you're welcome. Nice yeah, and it's funny day out today. Why not do a podcast?
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, we should be outside. It's beautiful out there, yeah. but we're inside doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah so it's okay. that's okay. That's all right. That's, that's how dedicated we are to, the, to our craft, right? That's it. <laughs> that's right. So first of all, how did you both get involved in the topic of leadership? I, I know I'm involved in it, and I know how I got here, but how did you guys end up uh, getting involved in this business? That's uh,
0: it, it's a question we get asked a lot and yeah. uh, it, it goes back a ways uh, and each <laughs> one of us have our own little story there. And then we even have a combined story, really. So, I mean, for the, for the purpose of time for you, yeah, um, I mean, I'll start off if you want. And then I'll give it to Sherry to, to tell her story behind, mm-hmm. behind that. But my, my, my journey into the leadership space uh, started when I was around 12 years old, probably a little younger than that. My mom started me off in this whole concept uh, and, and it wasn't by choice; it was by indoctrination, really. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> how it worked with moms, right? But no, I mean the, the whole the whole thing is is before uh, you, you have having an example was really good. My my mom and dad both are really good examples of of being able to be solid leaders in their family. But my mom, uh, in particular, instead of uh, you know when your mom would drop you off at the store or drop you a friend's house or school or whatever when you didn't have a car yet well my, my mom did the same kind of thing but instead of me listening to my own tunes that i want to listen to in the car uh my mom would be popping in john maxwell tapes or Tony mm. tapes ah or, i see
1: you
0: know those those types of things and so she'd listen to this in the car and so of course i'm in the car and she and i know now looking back that mom was uh, also teaching me uh, so it also, so it really all kind of started there, and understanding that the value of of what leadership is, and personal growth, and how that all really uh, comes about. So that's really kind of where it began for me, and then throughout my my life, I've always led into um, roles in other companies uh, and moved, always moved up into management roles, supervisor roles, uh, director roles, executive director roles, things like this. Um, and it, it, that was the very beginning of that. Of course, there's not enough time for us to, to talk about all four and a half decades of our experience, and what we've done, but, but, uh, but that's where it started for, for me. Um, and for us, uh, we've, uh, we started a business in 2005 on our own, uh, four months after we met and oh, wow. started dating, Sherry and I are married, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, we started our own first business in 2005 together after we just moved in together, uh, after knowing each other for four months, um. So let me just throw out this to your listeners: Is if you really want to know if your relationship is going to work, start a business. All uh, right.
1: No, I, I, don't, I don't, don't know if that's good advice. I don't really <laughs> don't, don't do it the way
0: we did it. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was that's kind of our journey to kind of up to up to that that point, and we, we had that in our blood, and and we are here now. And we'll talk more about about that later. Sure. So, but Sherry, Sherry can tell you hers because hers is a little different than than my start. So.
2: Yeah. So with, with mine, you know, my mom always shares a story when here I, here I was, you know, we lived in a uh, neighborhood and we were fortunate to have other kids in the neighborhood and we used to play, you know, you know weekly or uh, outside. And, and, you know, my mom tells me a story. Gosh, I was, you know, six, probably, I don't know, seven, eight around that time. And with all the kids, I was like the littlest one out of everyone. And here I was barking orders to everyone. (laughs) And I'm telling them what to do, what games we're playing. And here they were following me. And and (laughs) so my mom shares that story. And I was like, oh, so here's some characteristics of a leader uh, (laughs) with that. So it started pretty young. And then similar to Lou, um, as I get older, leaned into those qualities uh being a leader being in a management role and you know work my way up i knew the value of starting from the bottom and working your way up and and hard work and ethic and i i really contribute that to my mom and dad with their work ethic Mm uh to to work hard and i've always been fortunate to be in those type of roles and you know to continue on that you know you, they're very common when people ask the question of, well, are leaders born or made? And, you know, that's a loaded question, mm-hmm. you know, and I think everybody... <laughs> it's a topic, that's a topic a great, right there. Yeah. yeah, it's a topic right there. So, <laughs> you know, I think there's characteristics and then we just lean into them and it's up to us to make make that go even further to use for the greater good. So that's what, that's pretty much where now I where started. started. <laughs> now,
0: now, if you want, John, we can tell you really what um, was the nail in the coffin, so to speak, that that made us realize that, first of all, what we've been doing as far as leadership development and corporate training, that that really was our purpose and we needed to really do this full force. If you have, if you would like that, we can totally tell you that yeah, story, too. Yeah,
1: it's always interesting. Um, I know I can tell the exact moment I decided to leave corporate life and start my own company. I knew that exact moment. In fact, I'm, I write about it in my new book coming out here soon. But um, so what was that moment? So when did you guys decide in 2005 that you're going to start a business and you're going to train people on this strange topic called leadership? <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Well, you see, 2005, we started our first business. Really wasn't in that scope. wasn't really in that space. I see. Um, when we first started, actually, but we learned it was just part of our journey though that we take with us because we learned the value of 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 solid, strong leadership. Not just in fam, not just in business, but in, in family and relationships. But it was uh, we started this business uh, in 2018, um, and as I was, we were both working still full time uh, with uh, with other companies while we we're building this business. But in 2018, and I'll start, and Sherry can certainly finish this, is in 2018, in August of 2018, uh, Sherry had con- got caught a cold mm. that, that led to pneumonia. Um, and then it led to this really rare disease. Um, and it was we didn't know if she was going to live or die. Um, I brought her to the ER because it was like The Walking Dead. I mean, she, her whites of her eyes were bright red. Her lips were bloody. It just looked like a zombie thing. And I was like, what is going on here? And immediately they, they determined that it had to be something that uh, was a specific disease. It was a derivative of Steven Johnson's syndrome called MIRM, M-I-R-M. Mm. And what her body was doing is it was attacking her, all of her good mucous membranes in her body. Mm. And it was burning her from the inside out. Wow. And so they, they transported her to the ICU burn center, uh, in the ICU at the burn center. To be treated and not treating the symptoms because it was, it was uh, very rare and doctors couldn't tell me w- w- if she was going to live through this or die through this. Um, she had trouble with her. She had to have procedures on her eyes done a long story short. Uh, they said she could not make it. She could be in her 30 days. She can be here 90 days. We don't know. Um, and because of the good doctors and I'll give a shout out to UNC and Chapel Hill. Um, what a heck of a team. And these team of doctors and Sherry just being Sherry and being determined to, to work through this. Uh, she was out in 10 days. Wow. And um, she only has a residual, some residual effects, dry eyes, right. And, and, and a chronic cough occasionally because of, because of that's just going to be permanent now for the rest of her life. But man, it could have been a whole different story. But the reason we mentioned that I mentioned this is because Sherry was working with a company and on her team, the management was very toxic. Hmm. The, the lead, the the culture was very toxic. The culture was a very uh, positional style, top down hierarchical structure where it was um, a lot of verbal abuse. uh, A lot of, uh, a lot of that type of banter with you must work. You got whatever you got to do to get this done. You got to get it done. Whether you have to work 75 hours a week, 80 hours a week, it doesn't matter. And because of that culture, that's what led to this situation with Sherry.
1: Hmm.
0: All, all, every single member of the team, which had, we had a team of about 15 doctors, every one of them, once they grilled me because Sherry was
2: barely, barely
0: talked. She, she couldn't talk because her yeah. was burning, number one, and she was under medication. Uh, and when I asked what she was doing and what environment she worked in, and they said it's because of the stress that she endured hmm. in that situation. And that's when we knew, mm. that's when we knew that we were doing the right thing by uh, starting the Lou Everett Group and uh, and that we were determined at that moment to dedicate our purpose and our mission into transforming today's leaders.
1: Mm. That's great. Wow. You know, it's really powerful. I mean, the the impact of toxic environments is, is mm. just, it's widespread and, and, and the effect on, I mean, it's not just... Um, in, in your case, it was physical health, right? But mental health and and just the stress that people go under and working in these environments is is unbelievable. And you know, it's 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 really sad to hear that, right? Uh, because you know, when we start a company, when we run a company, we want we want to achieve these great things, right? We want to make we want to make profits, we want to make happy customers, we want to make you know innovation, right? So yeah. we need people to do that, right? So we need to have people engaged and and love what they do. But yet, there's still so many managers out there that believe the only way to run a business is by barking orders and directing people to do what they say. And for my case, I did 22 years in corporate America before I started my own company, before I... I, I pulled a, pulled the, a what do you call it? When I punched out of the jet and shot out the top, <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. I just saw, and it, it wasn't so much in, in, in the case of toxic work environments, but it's almost like, Apathy I mean it just it, nobody cared anymore because the managers didn 't care about the people the people didn 't care about the managers, and everyone just sort of was punching their clock and going home every day and I was like, you know there's more to work than than just punching a clock right We are people and and we ought to have relationships at work and if you want to be a great leader, you need to know people and you you yes. need to know what makes them tick, and every person's motivated differently so it 's really sad when I hear about toxic work environments when I hear about you know, bad bosses. and the whole purpose of this podcast and everything I do is to build a world with better bosses. And so <laughs> that's why you're a perfect guest uh, to yeah. be on today. So that's that's uh, yeah, that was one of the things I saw. I noticed that you talked about um you know your your past experience, sherry with the toxic work environment. I think each of us, when we get in a situation like that, it's it suddenly snaps that this is not the way we should be living. This is not the way we should be working. And yeah. I'm really glad to see that you guys, you know, uh, You know, and said this is this is this is going to end right now? We're going to do something about it. So that's right, absolutely. That's exciting. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you know, if you, you know, if you were to look look at some of the leaders you've had, you know, in your past, and then the kind of leaders you want to create going forward, these great leaders. What are some of the characteristics of of great leaders in companies and business and in you know nonprofits? What what are the great leaders doing right?
2: Mm.
1: Doing a lot of things right, especially if they're great leaders.
2: <laughs> yeah. well, I can start with the one. It all yeah, starts with it. It. it all starts with with, with me, right? Mm-hmm. The me principle. <laughs> yes. And yeah, we, we created our a proprietary with our coaching, with our experience, a proprietary coaching method. And one of our methods in the first one, because it's empowerment training, starts with the letter M mm-hmm. and it starts with me. And that is the first principle, mm-hmm. and that's not about me or him. It is actually about the person and the personal development. And I know in my journey that was a big, big realization. Like I always knew I needed that personal development, and I dabbled in it, but it really didn't strike me to okay, I really need this mm-hmm. uh, until after I got out of the hospital and, and I had that mm-hmm. space to really dive in and go, and how can I be a better person? What you know, what can I do? Or, and it all starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. So getting back to what makes a one character anyway, of a good leader is that they're always learning and always growing. Mm-hmm. And it really starts with themselves first.
0: Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I agree.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's uh you know, that's taken from our um, mm-hmm. empowerment leadership system mm-hmm. that we, that's proprietary to us that we've created um, which we can throw you a link so your listeners can can check it out if they want to. We have a webinar series we're currently in the middle of once a month that goes over each one of those principles. But that is absolutely a quality that's emphasized in there is is, is the necessity to to work on you first. Because mm. the reality of it is, John, that we can only give at the at the level of our own growth. Right. That's it. I mean that's all we can we, we can't give anymore. You can talk the talk, but you can't mm. give anything mm. if you're not there yet. And so how can you lead people or expect them to grow if you're not growing? So that's a huge characteristic is understanding and leading yourself as a leader. Yeah, there is a, and this fits right in with what you're asking because there is a, a training that we do called the six things a leader should do every day. And this falls right in line mm-hmm. with those characteristics. Um, and, uh, and, and one of those is learning every day. Mm. So a, a, a good leader learns every day. So as you go about your everyday life as a leader, look at ways to learn. Right? Whether whether it's observing, whether it's reading a book, or whether it's training, whatever it is, learn every single day. Learn something new. That's yeah. you know, that falls right in line with that. So that's one. Um, but there's there's five others that I recommend that a leader should do every single day. I we're more than happy to go over those with you. But
1: that's yeah. That's, I'm- I want to touch on that because that's really important, but I want to, let's stay on this personal growth side because I think this is really interesting. Um, And I'm struggling to teach this in in my writings and in my podcasts and and in my blog posts. Um, This is the thing I struggle with. The people that need the most training and the Uh most improvement are the ones that are less likely to seek self-improvement. So, you know, the toxic managers that we talk about, the top-down bureaucrats, the guys that, uh, and it could be women too, women and men that are just toxic bosses, right? They're the ones that are least likely to seek out self-improvement, right? right. They're the ones that know everything, right? Why would I listen to a podcast on leadership? Because mm-hmm. I know everything. already? Why would I read a book on leadership? Because I know everything already. Sometimes I feel like we in the leadership training space are preaching to the choir. We're preaching to the good good leaders already, right? That are seeking <laughs> self improvement. So, sure. I know this wasn't the, one of the questions we expected to talk about. But what do you think? Like, how do we how do we get to the people that really need to hear the message? This is one area I really struggle with. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's well, very common.
2: It is common. <laughs> and well, we know if you're talking to the C-suite level, and you know, we know because we're in this space that you know we know it. It starts with the top, right? Mm -hmm. We know that. We know if it's corrupted, it's typically at the top. Yeah, culture starts there. And the culture starts there. So, but if you tap into the mindset of, you know, what do C-suite and that type of level, what do they care about most? There typically is a couple buckets and they're very, you know, it's very common for in our experience. And we know that one of those buckets is the bottom line, Mm -hmm. as much as we all cringe, because we know better, but that's their language. So you have to learn how to speak to their language. Mm -hmm. And of course, but the bottom line, well, what's in it for me? Mm -hmm. So we flip that and say, well, imagine is that your attrition will go down. Or imagine that you have, you know, you don't have people flying out the door, Mm -hmm. and having to retrain people to constantly hemorrhage out, Money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. What I mean, right, and right. Then, so if you speak that, they're like, "Well, what if there's a way that we can plug that up a little bit, and mm-hmm. then and like we could save you X amount of dollars?"
0: Then or you, increase
2: or increase your profit. Yeah. Yep, right. which will right. right, which will right.
0: That's a good, you know, that, and that's exactly <laughs> yeah. that's that's a great point when you're talking to
1: that level to too. that
0: C-suite mm-hmm. level, right? And and it does, you know, it's it's imperative that they understand that. And I think that that sometimes John right, can be a misconception for people. Oh, you're 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 one of those leadership trainers. So that means you're, you're going to just you're going to yeah. come in and just talk Some about personal mindset. growth and, and, and rah 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 all yeah. the time. Well, no, we also and the we also will address the bottom line because you see that the bottom line is the leader's responsibility to manage your frontline workers, the people that you lead. Yeah, it's their responsibility too, but it's your burden to carry to make it happen, not theirs. And so by separating that understanding as a leader, I've accepted the role as a leader. That means you accept the responsibility and the heavy responsibility to manage and lead people effectively. In your mind, you know, okay, I've got this bottom line. How do I balance out the bottom line with understanding and valuing my people so that they perform because they want to to follow me, not because they have to follow me? Mm. That's where the trick is. Do you yeah. want people, you ask yourself one, two questions. Well, one question, it's either one. Do you want people when they they want to come into work and they'll even tell you, man, you make this, you make this job, you make me want to work. Do you want that mentality from your people? Or do you want them to not talk to you much at all unless they have to talk to you and you almost have to force them to work and get things done?
1: Which one yeah. do you want? Yeah. You which know, one's which one's easier on you? That's right. <laughs> leader, which one's easier you know <laughs>
0: on you, at least at that level. Yeah. But the hard work happens within you as the leader.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because I, you know, like I, I've got an MBA and I've gone to business school and you know, and and one of the things they teach you is they teach you, we spend more time in, a, in teaching you accounting and marketing and sales and, and the legal side of business. They never teach you about people. But right. the one thing they do teach you is that in accounting, they teach you that personnel expense, right? Is an expense on your P and L statement. So that the more people you have, or the more you pay them, the less profit you have. So that that I think in, in business school we almost set up that mindset that people are a problem because they're an expense, right? That's right. They're not they're on not the, the balance sheet. <laughs> so all of your equipment and in your in, I run a manufacturing plant. All my equipment is is an asset. It's on my balance sheet, not on my P and L, right? And what's an asset? Well, an asset brings long term value to a company. Yeah. So we hear yeah. these companies say, "Well, people are our greatest assets." Really? Yeah. Do you That's treat them yeah. like a, like an <laughs> asset? Do you maintain them? Do you do you look after them? Do you make sure that they're you know healthy and 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 can contribute you know as much as they can because because a a great employee. Any employee can bring future value to a company. It's not about the monthly expense. It's about the future value they bring to the company. And I think that's when you come to, when it comes down to a bottom line discussion, it's almost getting the people to think differently about people as, as more of an asset and less of an expense on their PL statement. I think that's one area that, that uh, I, Somehow I figured out that that's probably where, why, where most of us go wrong as we think of people as an expense and not as an asset. And I think right. that, that's, a, that's, that's the shift I think that has to happen.
0: We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors.
1: It's what I drink every day. Bottom Gun is offering a discount to the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to BottomGunCoffeeCompany.com and enter the discount code DEEP at checkout. Bottom Gun Coffee, the taste that's qualified. Let's shift over. I really want to hear this. The six things that uh, a great leader does every day, because I really like that that idea. So what are some of those What are those six things? We talked about personal growth. What are there some other ones on that list?
0: Yeah, personal growth. And so what we're going to tell you, we'll share that we'll do this together, is each one of the, the first words that we say in these six things, as we go through, it spells out leader.
1: Okay? okay? So I'm giving
0: you that heads up. So the first thing was personal growth, but it was technically learn every day. Okay. So learn is the first one. You want to take the second one?
2: Sure. Yeah. So the second one is actually experience. You need to experience every day. And what we mean by that, you know, as you learn, you put it into practice, you know, practice and you can learn all you want, but the action, right? So the experience, the outcomes and the influence it has on others. Mm-hmm. So Experience is every
0: the next day. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's learn experience. The third one's apply apply every day. Mm-hmm. So you take what you've learned and take what you've experienced and you apply what worked and what made a difference in other people. That's apply every day. So learn, experience, apply.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the fourth one. And the
2: fourth one is develop. So you have, you need to develop yourself and, and others every day. So it's very similar to the learning, right? <laughs>
0: so if you're putting them into action to develop. Right. <laughs> right. right.
2: So through the application, you know from what you learned and the experience, again, if you notice this is building, this is building one layer at a time. Mm-hmm. So you have your experience, you have your application and then you continue to find ways to develop yourself and those that you lead.
0: Yeah, let's develop. So mm-hmm. learn, experience, apply, develop. And uh, we have the fifth one, evaluate. Evaluate every day. So again, through your development, You really must evaluate the real impact, okay, Uh, and and effectiveness that your influence has had on others at this point. And and then what you need to do is make adjustments where there's necessary adjustments, keeping your ego aside. Now, that's the hard part, Mm. right, keeping your ego aside, evaluating, but doing it in a way that keeps your ego aside, whether it's journaling every night, okay, what we call reflection. Mm. We reflect every night on our day. What are some of the things you can do better? evaluate every day and the last one
2: and the last one is actually repeat so repeat the same each day and this will create that habit and we all know about habits of successful people so this is actually very parallel Mm -hmm. so you have to learn experience apply develop evaluate and you do this repeatedly day after day
1: and there's your six things leaders should do every day. I like <laughs> it. I like it, and it spells leader. So, yeah. yes, <laughs> you guys—either one of you in the military—it seems like uh, what well, military is all about. These acronyms that's <laughs> are Yeah, no, my
0: dad was in, my dad was in the army. Um, however, I've uh, I have a, a big IT background as well. I used to teach uh, IT. Well, okay. And IT is all about acronyms. So it's one of, and it's easy to remember.
1: So, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's pretty straightforward. I, maybe, maybe I need to do that someplace in my life. I don't think I've created any acronyms yet. So,
0: oh, it's time, John. <laughs>
1: it is time. <laughs> I love it. So, so tell us a little bit about, I kind of skipped over this, but tell us a little bit about the Lou Everett group. What do you guys do? Um, you know, you're here in Raleigh. What do you do? Who, who are you, who, what are the type of customer or clients you work with and, and what are, what are some of the things that you do with those clients?
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, as, as a Lou Everett group, our, our mission and our purpose is to transform today's leaders. Okay. And, and what that means ultimately is how to, how to, how to help create, not create, but add value to current leaders and give them the tools necessary and the availability of, of, uh, uh, providing them the necessary accountability for them to be successful as a leader at all different aspects. Here's an example. So we work with small businesses, right? Small businesses. Now we have, we have uh, some, some solo entrepreneurs that we've worked with as well, but we, we have, we have a, a heart for solo entrepreneurs because we that's where we are. We've been there. <laughs> so we know that. And we know the struggles behind that, but mainly when they have teams, they start, they start developing people. Once they start developing people, that's where we come in and help them to be able to see where they currently are in their business and a person as a, as a, as a person and where they intend to be, right? We're looking at something like, how, and how do you get there? Mm. But we guide them in the process and our coaching process using our own empowerment methods, coaching them in that process of being able to see and feel where that, where that empowered future looks like and what resources they need to get there. And we've seen significant improvement. We've seen upwards of 600 percent increase in in business growth and revenue in businesses because of, of walking them through that. Now that's just a coaching piece of it, but we also work. We also do corporate training. We do corporate training on communication, uh, on on team engagement, uh, entrepreneurship. If if it's an entrepreneurship program they need to get into, um, on on um, development. As a leader. So there's, I mean, and just goes on. We have a list of things we, we work on when it comes to training. Um, and we also actually added on an added value a year ago on diversity and inclusion. We have a proprietary diversity and inclusion program called Another Seat at the Table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and again, all of it works around developing leaders and transforming their, their mind, Really realizing, like you were saying, John, on the value of the people that they lead. And how can they navigate that? Especially how can they navigate their direct reports too right <laughs> how do you lead up right. those types of things mm-hmm. um so those those are those are some just some of the things that we do and and why we love what we do um and we uh yeah
2: and a good and a quick example of this to really hit the point is yeah. that how many times have we seen and been to almost any organization That they there's the rock star of of their what they do. Right. And then they get promoted because they want to. They're Mm -hmm. like, of course, I want to get promoted. So they get promoted. They have a wonderful team. They say, congratulations. And then six months later, they get fired because they didn't meet their metrics. Well, it's not 100 percent fault of the employee. Right. You know, did the company just didn't equip them.
0: They didn't give them the bow and the arrow, right? as we (laughs) call
2: it. They do a trial by (laughs) fire, which I think most of us have uh, (laughs) learned to just kind of deal with that. I know I have my experience. He has his experience. And luckily we had the characteristics to kind of step up to that, but not everybody does that. Mm -hmm. That's not a lot of people. That's a very small percentage. So to expect that as a, as a, as a employee employer to expect that to be like well here's your role you just be a leader just, just go be do a it. leader yeah. you know that's yeah. that's not get the
0: numbers do
1: that's it right setting
2: them yeah. up to failure mm-hmm. you know it really is so we're that solution to help in what people call soft skills we call them,
1: call power, them power skills, skills. <laughs> wait let go let's say that quickly again so it's, you don't call the, the people skills you don't call them soft skills you call them power skills yep yep all ah, right. That's really what
0: they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, soft skill, that's not soft at all. I yeah. I mean as a leader, that's a big responsibility.
1: Yeah. I always I always say that we 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 hear that a lot especially in corporate world is that those are soft skills, those aren't important. Really? then why is it so hard for leaders to actually figure these things out? Like, like how to treat employees with respect. It seems like a really basic thing. Uh That's a soft skill. What you really need to know is how to, how to, you know, balance a balance sheet, right. Or how to uh, to turn a double digit profit uh, or how to avoid, you know, high taxes or something like that. Really. How to get your billion dollar goal accomplished, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. But you, you do it through people. And, and, and I like what you say. It's a, it's a power skill because if you do it right, it multiplies, you know, or, or to the brings to the power of of all the people that you put, you know, into the X, right? The that X gets bigger if you get more and more people, you know, engaged and in, in involved in the business. Then you multiply the effect mm-hmm. of your performance, and it's not just. You know I always say that the uh the wisdom of a team is so much better than the ideas of just one manager, right? So when you bring in all the people and you bring in all their passions and you bring in all their energy, how much further will you go than just just one guy with who thinks he knows everything or she knows everything, right? Yeah. So it's, it. it's the idea of, of, of a power. It's a multiplier. It's a multiplying mm-hmm. effect if you bring people and you engage them. So interesting. Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah, multiplication is a big part of it, right? Yeah. That's what it comes yeah. down to. And mm-hmm. you worry about profits. Mm-hmm. Well, you focus on your people. The profits are going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, you know, I wonder if, uh, if, if these toxic managers believe that. Right, so they say. Well, no, I'm going to focus on the business because that's because that's what I know how to do. I know how to tweak the top line and uh, get more out of the bottom line. You know, reduce my expenses, and then you say, no, 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 focus on the people, and the bottom line will come. Do you think they believe that?
2: Come, don't. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's a
1: weird balance you know? because yeah, <laughs> some it's something They
0: see, you hear it said, right? Right. We right. hear it a lot. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. we you know, uh, we've all been in a space where you're on a one-on-one or you're in a meeting with. Uh, with the leadership team and with the entire company or whatever. And they're like, you just want y'all to know that we really value you. We love you. You are our biggest asset. And then you're thinking when that person's talking and you know about that person and that's the toxic person, Yeah, like, I don't think you do. Yeah. Yeah. See that that's an infection. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing. I, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily will say that all toxic leaders don't believe it. Um I, I I, I believe that they that they do believe and they want that. I
2: think deep down. But they don't they do, but they a lot don't, don't know how. 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 Don't yeah. Know.
1: There's the there how. is a lot of that. There's there's a lot of fear. I see that a lot in a lot it, of fear. So, you know, you see some managers, I call them the absent managers. They just disappear in their office, they shut their door and they work on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily because they don't want to get to know their people and 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 they want to be on the shop floor or in, in the office and walking around meeting people. It's just that they're kind of scared. They're they're an introvert, right? And so they're comfortable in their in their in their office. So sometimes fear is is drives uh some of this behavior, you know. Sure or or someone that maybe uh, got promoted, just barely got promoted. Like he didn't, didn't have the same, you know, degrees as everybody else. Didn't have the same experience, but got promoted. So they're, if they fear they're going to lose their job. And so if they say something wrong or do something wrong, so they, they're very controlling on, on what, you know, what's said about them. And, and right. so the, I think fear drives a lot of that behavior as well, too. Um, You know, I think you mentioned earlier, Sherry, that sometimes it's lack of training, right? They're they're trained as an engineer, right? They've been to school, right? They're really good technically. And then, oh, you're the engineering manager now. Well, I've not had any training. (laughs) I don't 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 know how to manage people. people. Right. So sometimes it's training. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes sometimes people are just jerks. Yeah, (laughs) that's That's true. The (laughs) ego. It's the ego. Yeah, yeah
0: you know, and there's a, there's a place for the ego that, that, but you've got to, it's, it's what place is it? And, and right, that's, that right. drives a lot of that too. It's uh, and, and that's where the equipping comes in, right, John? Yeah. It's yeah. okay. You want to, you know, you want to promote performers. That's, that's what people do well, if you're your, your high performer, we're going to promote you to a manager. All right. I get the reason why you want to, because you know, that they have a good work ethic and that they're good at what they did hundred percent hands down. Now, what qualities of a leader do they have? Can mm. you pinpoint that as a leader? Can you identify what those qualities are? Can you identify where those weak areas are in that person so that you can equip them and train them to strengthen those weak areas and then test, then see if they're gonna be a good successful manager. Mm. Most of the time it doesn't happen, right? Right. Right. You know why? Because there's no leadership playbook. You don't get a manual. <laughs> when you become manager, here's a here's a manager, here's a manual that you can follow as a leader. You follow that blueprint and you are gonna be spectacular. Yeah. There isn't one. It doesn't exist uh, because not one playbook is going to work for other. And see, and that's where Sherry and I are, we're so passionate about and we are in our opinion, rewriting that playbook and it's called empowerment leadership because that playbook needs to be recreated and replayed uh, in order for it to be successful. Now, yeah, you still have to, we, we manage people. You got to be, we're not talking about treating people like, like, you know, fine China here You, <laughs> you as a leader, you still have to, while while you're still people centric people focused uh, but you also still have to have candor as well I was
2: just saying care and candor you have to have (laughs) care and candor
0: right you got to care for them but you also have to understand as a leader and this is where the you know the candor comes in in order to coach somebody and direct someone to be a really a good successful leader or, or whatever role that they're in whether it's a leader or not and you're coaching them as your as part of your team so there's times that you have to be candid with them and say well you know let's 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 work on some of these these weaknesses you might have so we can strengthen those or work on those strengths so we can overpower the weaknesses. That's really what we like to do. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't care for them. You still got to care for them. Uh, and you want that to stand out more than anything else.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: You know, what, what do you want people to say if they come to you and or let's you know and this is morbid, but we use this question a lot when we coach is, hey, just at, at your at your funeral. What do you want people to say about you? Mm-hmm. What are, what are they going to say right now if something happens at your funeral? And at your funeral, let's just say, what would they say about you? Now, while I would hope they no, not what you hope they would say. <laughs> what would they say today? <laughs> right?
1: He managed the bottom <laughs> line really
0: well. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what the line really well, if it wasn't for him, we'd have never made a billion dollars. <laughs> right, right. Or do you want them to say, you know, they was probably one of the most caring people I've ever met in my life, and I knew that I could talk to them? yeah and they always had my interests at heart, yeah and I learned a lot from them because the times that I was the weakest and I really wasn't performing well, they gave me the the kick that I needed, but in a very loving way in order for me to really kick it into the high gear, and that's why I became the director of this department because of their guidance, yeah you, want yeah. Them to say you see there's a lot different there's a different perspective there, but so something to
1: think about. Yeah, absolutely. I always like to say that leaders create ripples, you know, it's that drop in the water and, 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 and just, it spreads out and the the people that you affect, then other affect other people and other people are affected and it's just a, and it can grow from there. It can grow in a positive way and it can also grow in a negative way. too. So, but, but, but leaders, all leaders create ripples, whether they're great or not. And that's the question is, what kind of, what kind of impact are you making around you? You
0: know. It lasts as a left, it'll last long
1: after you're gone. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you guys working on now? What's going on in your in your team?
0: We've got we've got some really good things that I think that'll add some some big value mm-hmm. to others. Uh we we are working on we're finalizing and finishing up a program that uh I have an IT background, as I mentioned uh to you prior. Uh but I do have an IT background. Um and I'm gonna be we're gonna we creating a program where helps for nonprofits specifically, but we can use this for any group, any any group, where it blends knowledge of IT and with entrepreneurship. Mm. So now we get to start right there uh, and give the value of of being successful, strong leaders right at the start of and in in training people to be entrepreneurs, but at the same time giving them the tools, something they could take with them, like IT security. And and uh, bring that into some new level for themselves. So that's one th- program we're, we're creating now. That's going to have some some solid value to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one that we're really uh, proud of
2: is our group coaching.
0: Is our group our group mm-hmm. coaching program uh, that is part of the empowerment leadership system? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like you, John, I'm I'm my I'm we're writing we're writing a book. We're co-writing a book together. Oh, nice. Uh, that is called Empowerment Leadership: The Ten Things uh, Every Leader Must do to lead with influence. And so we're, we're going to be, that's going to be released in August. uh, And so we're, that'll be all part of this program. So that program right there on empowerment leadership, those, those 10 things leader must do every day, uh, must do to lead with influence is all part of that program. And it'll incorporate a group coaching perspective with that as well.
1: Very good. I love it. That's great. So how can uh, people find out more about your your company? Oh, is there my dog? I have dogs. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Hey, they wanted to. They wanted to chime in. That's cool, right? So this just proves I'm not in a professional studio right now. For those of you who are listening and wondering, uh, I'm in okay. my house, and those well, are. My... you asked
0: us how to find us. The dogs know. I mean, hey, no.
1: <laughs> those are my golden retrievers. So a lot. Uh, awesome. When I started this podcast, I actually said, "You know, you're going to hear a bark every once in a while. It just it's okay. the way it is. <laughs> Man, it makes it real, John. Yeah. It is completely real. So, so yeah. how do no, you people... can go to What's... Google? Yeah, oh, it's yeah.
2: luevergroup. but you can right, actually yeah. put in uh, right in Google, Lou Everett. And you trust us, we'll, we'll pop up. We're in there. <laughs> but okay. We are on Instagram, okay. Facebook, and and, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay. Still- reach out. Mm-hmm.
0: We go to whoevergroup.com. Our phone number is there too. Yeah, we'll actually answer the phone, believe it or not, and or uh, <laughs> uh, just contact us. But we love hearing from people, so okay. just reach out to us and, and talk to us. It's not uh, you are not going to get a bill in the mail for calling us and talking to us for ten minutes. <laughs>
1: That's good. Uh, I will do this. I'll put all the links uh, to all of your contact information and the website. I'll put that all in the show notes so people who are driving and listening to this don't have to write it down. Nope, so. long right. <laughs> drive people. Well, that's good. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys coming on the show and sharing what you're doing. I really appreciate this. It's almost. It's great to see, kind of um, you know, a, a, another group that's trying to do do what I'm trying to do. Exactly. Which is uh, see? He's point. happy
0: too. They're happy.
1: <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> trying to trying to, to to build a world with better bosses, and I think that's sure. uh, really good. And you you say uh, transforming today's leaders, and uh, but it's the same concept. We're trying to to improve level of leadership out there, and I think that's a really honorable thing you're doing. And I appreciate uh, you doing it and, and being on the show and talking about it. So thank you for being on the show.
0: Oh, you're welcome, uh, you're welcome John. You. <laughs> and thank you for being in, your, in the space too and having the same mindset there. Uh, there's this power in numbers, man. And mm-hmm. uh, the more we, the more we uh, put it out there and help people uh, to become those solid leaders like you're doing, uh, that's, that's what's gonna make this happen. So thank you, appreciate yeah, it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care.